0: morning. This is Henry Harris and welcome to the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, healthy people understand they're capable of unreliable thinking. Okay, let us begin with the basic idea behind uh, this conversation. What do we mean when we speak of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health? We mean to say that your mental health, your well-being is unconditional. It doesn't. You and I can experience all kinds of uh, distress, problems, and arrive at conclusions that we are lacking in some fundamental manner. We might perceive ourselves to be um, dysfunctional or be given. Uh, only based on things happening in a certain manner or things changing in a certain manner, only then will we be healthy and and have possess mental well being. The truth is is that we are unconditionally healthy and and possessing well being, even though it can look otherwise. And the way that works is because we can misunderstand the nature of how our feelings work and what those feelings tell us about ourselves and tell us about reality. We can get frightened or insecure or anxious, angry, resentful, and conclude I've got a serious problem. There's something wrong with me. I'm defective. I have the wrong childhood. I have the wrong character. I have whatever it is. Something, something is really not right. Uh and there's a reason to um to just feel distressed and, and upset. With ourselves in some kind of highly judgmental and unaccepting manner, and the truth is, is that um, it's not really the case. The feelings that we're having, the feelings, the 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 psychological experience that we're having, is really an experience of a flow. Each and every one of us is experiencing an ongoing flow. We're having a moment-to-moment set of feelings and moods and experiences. Some of them are warm and trusting some of them are frightened and insecure. And it's only reason, it's only normal, it's only human to kind of, in the face of those feelings, look around and say, well, where's that coming from? Especially in the presence of a distressing feeling that we intuitively sense is, well, this is not good. I, I want out of this. Without even realizing it, we might come to decide this is bad. I should get fix this or get away from this. And and in so doing i kind of unconsciously start to analyze like well where is it coming from so that i can fix it where is it coming from so that i can avoid it and in that moment that i make that unconscious kind of reflexive analysis how where is it coming from i'm i'm already working in a misunderstanding i'm already working in a false premise the premise being that the feeling is coming from something or circumstance or event, either from the present or the past or what I anticipate to be my future. And it's a source of danger. Hence, the bad, reasonable and rational response to kind of run from it or fix it. But what if the feeling I'm experiencing moment to moment is only available to me because of an because of a, a, a flow of energy that is not personal to me? It's not personal. It's not it's not coming from anything of this world. It's arising within me in the same way that everything is arising with, from the from a single simple source, and I don't need to fix those feelings. I'm not saying that they don't feel distressing or unpleasurable or painful. I am fully aware of the painfulness, the pain of of. Fearful, angry, resentful, frightened feelings, Um, but but I have come to appreciate that they don't require a solution. They are safe in the context of a, a a gift of life. They are healthy in the context of what human beings do and what human beings have. Human beings are experiencing this ongoing flow that they are not the author of. You and I are not authoring our internal experience, and neither for that matter are the people in our lives and the circumstances in our lives, the events of our past. As I like to share, I have had, um, there are moments in my day or in my week or in my month where I can become gripped by uh, a painful memory. And I think to myself, I haven't resolved that memory yet. And it could be there's something for me to still learn from it. But on the simplest level, I think it's important to know that the memory itself, the event that I'm remembering is not actually capable of creating a painful feeling. How do I know that to be so? Because it's not Always the case that the memory or the event, the thinking of the event produces that difficult feeling inside me. Rather, what I see is that I am I'm experiencing a flow of moods. And in my lighter, warmer, more peaceful moods, I find reason to uh I, I find things in life that seem to corroborate that nicer mood. I'm married to such a wonderful person. My children are lovely and, and lovable. I seem to have XYZ blessings in my life, whatever it might be. And when I get more, when I become, uh, when I my mood drops, lo and behold, I look around and I find reasons and evidence to corroborate that there's something wrong. You know, my wife is, um, she has issues my children, they have issues. My life, it seems to be missing X, Y, and Z. And I don't know if I can ever recreate that essential ingredient. It's just fascinating to me that that's the case. Um, So, so as a result, I, I, I I believe I I really do believe that people deserve compassion. If I'm experiencing fear or, or uh, pain, it's not necessarily the case that I would recommend someone say to me, hey, snap out of it. It's just your thinking. Uh, I wouldn't suggest that. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that to someone. And I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. On the other hand, is it's definitely helpful to know, or and it's helpful that the people around me, if I if I'm offering for my for my spouse and my child, it's it's a very valuable thing for me to know. Not necessarily to at the not necessarily at the to the exclusion of of, of warmth and compassion, warmth and compassion and knowledge about the truth of psychological experience. They go together. I I but I needn't be alarmed. I needn't I need not be alarmed by my uh by my wife's uh difficult moods. I need not be alarmed by my children's difficult moods and I need not be alarmed by my own difficult moods. I can have a compassion and understanding for the fact that those feelings feel so real and troubling and I'm simultaneously trusting I'm trusting and, and and at peace that I don't I don't need to panic. That's really kind of the intro that um when we understand the truth about psychological experience, when we're open to this the kind of the logic behind this, when we're curious to so, to see the how this truth is unfolding and playing out in our lives, then it's a very meaningful endeavor. It's a very meaningful endeavor to seek and, and to seek and be curious about the truth about psychological experience. And it positions us to, to see new worlds and new new experiences of freedom with regard to our our strong feelings. So uh, today's topic I mentioned was healthy people. I, I might say it like this: a sign, of, a sign of a healthy person or a person who's a sign of a person who understands his his health is that he knows he's capable of unreliable thinking. A sign of a person who sees his health is that he knows that he's un- he is capable regularly of unreliable perceptions. I bring this up in the context of a conversation I had recently with someone, a very special and gifted uh, counselor, who's dealing with someone who's somewhat flooded with anxious thinking about just a lot of distressing thinking about COVID and about conspiracies and about the dangers of, uh, societal control and all kinds of fears. And, you know, we were discussing what might be helpful for this person who's suffering from these fears and, um, you know this person had said, well, you know what i what I expressed to her is to just slow down and to ask oneself like what's what's what is there what's my responsibility in the face of these fears what's my responsibility what's what's a responsible effort in the face of these fears and it seemed calming and it seemed constructive, but at the same time it struck me that this person the way it's the way it sounds to me this person is 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 living in a state of distress and feels that there is a, necess- there is a whole set of necessary effort, actions that she must take to save her from the fears that she sees. But it's just overwhelming, right? The fears are, are really, the fear that she's experiencing is really telling her that the world has gotten scary. And she doesn't know, she knows she must act, but she's overwhelmed. And my initial take from that, hearing about such a person is that, you know, I don't know if she's going to be able to hear this, but it's going to be helpful for her to be, to encounter someone who can say, you know, you, you matter to me and I care about you. And I'm concerned because I sense that you're, you're living in a, in a world of perception that you don't see is not, is not, um, it's not, it's not always reliable. Do you know that healthy people understand that they're capable of unreliable perceptions. That's my message. That would be to the degree that I had access to or permission to share that message with this person. That would be my message, you know, are you are you aware that that um that you you, you might you're in a situation where you you don't need to solve this or respond to this on the contrary, the challenge is to be with it and yet appreciate that it's not really a description of a scary world it's a description of a of a of an agitated state of mind that's what your 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 synopsis is really telling you about your state of mind. It's not really telling you about the world at large yeah, okay, there's things to do but uh but it's not. It's not an accurate. Your feelings might be. You know. Do you have room in your life? Or I guess that's where I would. I would. I would go. Is that? Do you have room in your life, in your worldview, for the fact that you, you, you can and will, as a human being, you can and will experience unreliable perceptions. Are you aware of that? Are you open to that? Is that part of your awareness of self? Is that part of your appreciate of your understanding of what human beings are? that human beings arrive at unreliable perceptions with some irregularity if that's not in the if that's not on the table if that's not on the menu of options then you know that's a tough life it's a very tough life if 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 you aren't comfortable with the possibility that your perceptions can and will be unreliable at times then that's what i would describe as the as lack of psychological freedom Where you are absolutely beholden to and chained to your feelings and moods. Your feelings and moods are literally telling you about the truth of life. If you're feeling it, it's because there really is something causing that feelings out there in your past or in the present or in your perceived future. Those feelings are an accurate description of a reality. If the if the feeling is a is a difficult, menaced feeling, it means that there is a difficult and menacing reality. Otherwise, why would you be feeling it? That that worldview is a is the worldview of a psychological bondage. It's essential for for a person who experiences and appreciates his health. It's essential that he understand how human it is to arrive at unreliable perceptions. And that that has to be on the table. I'm not saying, therefore, you can never trust anything you feel. I'm just saying it has to be that it's on the table as an option for a person to be able to navigate his life. And I would say that is uh, it is really one of the most distinguish. It's probably the greatest indicator of a person who's if I if if the assumption and the premise of this whole podcast is that uh, people have unconditional well being and unconditional health, the corollary to that is that people can misunderstand that and believe that they don't possess unconditional health and well being. The the greatest indicator and hallmark of someone who lacks that awareness lacks that that, that understanding of his unconditional health is this, is this idea that he doesn't see I'm capable of unreliable perceptions and it's not a problem. It's human. I can be in my life even as I am generating unreliable perceptions. That's really what it comes down to. You know, I like to mention the metaphor I once saw of, uh, of, of what one of the essential Parts, or comp- parts of a of flight school. When they're training, when pilots are being trained, there's something called, uh, what is it called? It's called um, some kind of disorientation. There's a phenomenon that, that can afflict a pilot, which is quite dangerous, where they lose perspective relative to their perceptions and the kind of the world out there. They could come to think that they're tacking left. And in fact, they're going right. They could think that they're in a descent, but actually they're they're going up. And that's very dangerous because if a pilot thinks that his his plane is taking a nosedive, uh, then he's naturally going to want to elevate. Or alternatively, if he thinks that he's elevating in a dangerous manner, he'll want to descend. Now, if he's wrong, if his Perceptions are not calibrated to the reality out there. That could be fatal. Uh, so one of the, the the ingredients of a of a, a responsible pilot's training is the present the, the basic idea. Like, how do you you know? This is how the pilot present. This is how the trainers describe it. They say you know the the first lesson that a pilot needs to know in terms of how to address this subject of of losing. Uh, their orientation is to know that it's possible to lose your orientation. That's the first thing. That's the first thing that a pilot has to know. It's the first lesson in a, in being able to effectively address this danger is to know that it's possible to have misunderstanding or to have unreliable perceptions. And then they say, use your instruments. You know, like your your whole being is screaming that you're actually going up. But your vehicle, your your instruments are telling you that your your plane is going down. So uh, follow your instruments. You know, come to appreciate that you're capable of a misunderstanding, and seek some kind of corroboration. Now, what would that be in the metaphor of, and uh, for for my purposes, for others' purposes? Like, how do I? What what does that mean to seek the instruments? It can be helpful to have an outside person to check with and say, you know, I'm, it seems to me that this is a real danger in my life. You know, that could be helpful. Or it could just be, uh, to ask oneself, like, you know, what is this, what's the feeling I'm having with this, uh, this danger? You know, do I trust this? Is this something that, um, is this something that, It feels like an authentic danger? Does it feel like a kind of a gripped panic, like I'm shutting down? We have the ability to perceive a danger to us. We do. We we are capable of sensing objective dangers, and we're also capable of misunderstanding and believing something to be dangerous in ways that it's not. We have the difference to see the difference between them. The more that we are open to and, and welcoming of the f- possibility that human beings, that I am as a human being, can and regularly have m- unreliable perceptions, the better I become at sensing what is reliable and what's something that's simply the flow of energy that's not telling me about anything other than my own mood.